Podcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. You are watching and listening to AfterBuzz TV's Concert Experience. I'm Jason Eichler. Hey, guys. I'm Heather Joy Smith. Before we get started, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, and if you're listening on iTunes, subscribe there as well. we got to get started today because we have a very special group Yay! of guys here, over 22 million albums sold. This is their new single, Baby Love. Please welcome Grammy-winning All for One. Hey, hey. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Absolutely. So we were on a little bit of a hiatus. Back after five years, does it feel good? Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is, we've actually never really left. We haven't recorded in a while. Okay. Yeah. But we've been touring all this time. and uh, But it's always good, like, when you have a new project and you have new music to share with the world, and something different to say. It is really, like, a pretty cool, exciting thing. Does it get old singing the same songs over and over and over? I can imagine. <laughs> No, no, yeah, it, it really I mean, doesn't. It's been twenty years, you guys. Yeah, yeah. shows we still might have a job tomorrow. Right? Yeah. That's good. True. That's good. Good yeah. point. Yeah. So since it has been twenty years, we want to know what you guys think of the music industry today. So we're just going to throw some random questions at you. Okay. Just say oh. first thing that pops in your head. Okay. Favorite boy band of the last five years. In sync. No, they, they no. haven't the been around five, five years. I think the only one really is uh, um, um, One you know, Direction. Yeah, One, one direction. direction. Big fans, yeah. obviously. <laughs> no, you know, they're very talented. Yeah. They yeah, really actually, are. I love the uh, story of my life, that song. Yeah. I, I, I like that. That's record. a good one. Yeah, yeah. So, do your kids listen to One Direction? Yeah. Yeah. Do you tell them, like, uh, Daddy was in a huge boy band? <laughs> no, they know, because okay. you know what? They've gone to the shows with, okay. like, they've right. literally they grown it. up, you know, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, last song you guys downloaded. I downloaded Janet Jackson's song this morning. The new one? Yeah. No Sleep. Okay. I like that record. What about you guys? Uh, John Legend's. Um, give me one second. Sorry. Love Me. Thank you. I think the last one thing I downloaded was our album. Oh. Yeah, I'm one of those. Nice. That's right. I, I buy sense. my own album. I don't know why. I just do. You should. I know. Just support. Okay. <laughs> Thoughts on Taylor Swift and Apple Music? I like Taylor Swift. I think she's an amazing songwriter. Yeah. Um, she's a great artist. And I'm actually Extremely glad. Smart. Yeah, I'm glad that she's been standing up for artists. Because, right. you know, the hardest part about it is when we, when we started, artists didn't have the type of freedom to be able to be independent. Yeah. And to say, I'm not doing this or I am doing this. And now, that's one good thing about the music business that has changed is you have a lot of artists now who have the ability to say, hey, it's my label and I'm not giving you my music unless you treat me fairly. You know, so. I like that. <laughs> Jason clearly wrote this next <laughs> one, you guys. Oh. <laughs> Miley Cyrus or Demi Lovato? Oh, Ooh. No, I'm, you know what? I'm kind of biased because my daughter loves Demi Lovato. Oh, okay, perfect. He's totally She's got Demi. good taste. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm Demi too. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, all across the board. Okay, should MTV play more music or do we like the direction they're in? Well, it started out as 
a music channel. Yeah. Yeah. They're called music television. I just think it'd be nice if they actually played some music. Me too. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> we feel All the same. The okay, good. <laughs> um, does a Grammy mean the same now as it did 15 or 20 years ago? Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. 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 I think it's, it the, it's the award to win. Okay. Right. As well as, you know, what's what's also really dope is like when you look at someone who actually wins a Grammy, especially their first one, just look at their record sales for the next couple months. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a spike. Because now it's been validated. Yeah. Right. So That's cool. Do you guys still buy albums? Or are you just single? I'm an album guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah, bought Dr. The Dre the other day and Jill Scott. And I still like to buy records. Do you think that's harder when you're making music now as opposed to 15, 20 years ago that people don't buy albums? Does yeah. that make you try harder to keep that in mind when you're in the studio? Well, you have to. You know, because it, it used to be back in the day that you would buy an album and you would put it on and hit play and listen all the way through without skipping songs. Yeah. And then it was around 95, 96, around our second album, they did away with CD singles. So they made you buy the album. I think that hurt the business because, you know, you'd buy this album for 18 bucks and the only song that was good on it was the single and everything else was whack. And now we're kind of back at that point where people can preview the song Mm -hmm. and they can choose whether or not they want to buy the whole album, which means you do have to bring your A game and you have to create a a great body of work from song one to song ten or whatever it is you know what I'm saying so has your process changed at all over time or have you guys still sort of done the same thing each album that you create you know I think you have to change a little with the times you know but for the most part you know as far as when we're sitting down to write some music you know you gotta kinda look at where your life is at that moment and what is it you want to say? Because, you know, as, as as you grow and get older, it's like your thoughts on the world, on music, everything changes, you know? And you kind of have to reflect that, I think, when you're doing, you know, whatever your next project is. Makes sense. When you guys went into the studio to create this latest album that you guys, you guys have some old stuff, you have some new stuff. What was your thought process behind doing that? And, and what when you guys got together to come up with the new stuff, what was your thought process for that? Well, a couple of things. Uh, uh, you want to take no, it? No, okay. Ahead. I like to talk as you. Can say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's our twentieth year anniversary project. We wanted to create something special for the people who know us, who are our fans, and, and hopefully the new ones that will become our fans. Um, and so we made a, a record that was fourteen completely brand new songs, and then we did six of our greatest hits and kind of reimagined some of them and. You know, redid them and, and put them all on the album because we wanted to offer people their money's worth, you know, and, and give them something that hopefully would be a good listen from beginning to end. Um, and as far as the process of just, you know, recording it, you know, after we kind of sat down and kind of thought about what it is we want to say and how we're going to say it, because, you know, as an artist who has, you know, legacy or history or whatever you want to call it. We do have fans that come to want specific things yeah. from us. They want ballads like I Swear. But then as an artist, you want to be able to grow. And you want to be able to kind of stretch your legs a little. Mm-hmm. So there's that juggling act of making sure that you keep the fans you do have happy while trying to grow. And um, so that's always like, you know, that delicate balance that you got to kind of go through. So that's the next thing we do is start thinking about production. You know, how... Um, how current do we want to be or how much of a throwback do we want to do and 
you know, and then going through all of that. And then the next is, you know, writing and recording. <laughs> so do you guys write mostly in the studio or do you write when you're out on the road together? What's that process like? It's a little both. Everything, yeah. Yeah, Everything. Yeah, mainly in the studio, though, but I take a studio with me everywhere I go. Oh, and that's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I got my cool little setup like you guys have. Your cool setup yeah. here. And um, half, not half, but a lot of the record, like, we end up recording stuff in hotel rooms. Um, and then I, I have my own studio, so we go there to finish everything and, you know. What's the strangest place you've recorded in 20 years? <laughs> um... Hmm. Probably just hotel rooms. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, Do those make like the final cuts of the album too? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, that's cool. Well, I, I live in Arizona now, so you know, sometimes when when he goes, oh, I got four songs for you to sing. When we go to Chicago, you know, be ready. You know, he sends everything to me, and and we bang it out there in the hotel room. When you listen nice. to it back, are you like, oh, this was in Ohio at a Holiday Inn? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you like, here's little baby crying. Yeah, I know. There's <laughs> like a prostitute on the You're like, oh, yes. that was there. <laughs> I feel like I Swear is always going to be one of those timeless songs. Like, it was popular, you know, what, almost 20 years ago, and it's, I feel like if you put it on the radio, it'd still be popular today. But obviously, the R&B sound has changed over right. time. How do you guys feel like you've had to evolve with your sound as well? Well, yeah, it, you you kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, it has changed. But the thing is, it's like, for us, we know who we are as artists. We know what we're good at. We know our strengths. And it's like, you don't want to stray too far away from those things. Mm-hmm. But then you do want to grow. And you do want to you know, do something that hopefully not only your original fans will love but you know new fans will love as well so it's like you know it's that juggling act of you know maybe the production slightly you know the drums and and the bass will be a little more current but the piano stuff and and the guitar stuff and of course the vocals would be a little more classic Mm -hmm. you know so that we can find a, a nice blend to you know marry these two things together so I Swear and I Can Love You Like That are like the two go-to wedding songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are some of the crazy like proposal stories that have happened at your concert? I'm sure there's got to be lots. Well, first, I'm oh, singing. You're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else talk. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We do, we get quite a few that, and some, you know, I don't know how people get a hold. Well, I guess now with social media, you can get a hold of anybody. And, you know, we love it when somebody says, hey, I would really love to propose at your, you know, I'm going to propose at your show. And we're like, well, let's set it up to where we bring you guys on stage. And we sing, you know, one of our love songs to them. And then, you know, I mean, that that's, we're a part of that. That's, yeah. You know, we're part of somebody's memory that's going to be in their, in their mind forever. Right. And it's hopefully forever and they don't get divorced. <laughs> that's so cool. And then hate us. Make that memo for my future yeah. okay. hubby. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an end. <laughs> um... What was I saying? Uh, sorry, I got really flustered. <laughs> so I, I was yeah. like, oh, man, that was so cool. Her out. <laughs> <laughs> um, go I'll take over. So 20, 20 years in the making, if you guys look back at your career, what are moments that stand out to you? Oh, man. Um, there's so many. There's uh, so many. I mean, you know, we've been so fortunate, you yeah. know, to do some really cool things. Um, Bill Clinton used to love us. President Bill Clinton. Yeah. Like, yeah. he... He had us um, perform at the 96th Democratic Convention. And then when he won that year, he had us um, sing at the Arkansas Ball, which, you know, he's from Arkansas. Mm -hmm. So we sang I Swear and serenaded serenaded him. 
and Hillary as they danced, you know. That was pretty um, cool. Yeah. And then uh, the Hong Kong changeover was cool when it went from British rule back to Chinese rule. We were they invited us out. Yeah, we were yeah. one of the oh, that's uh, crazy. That was yeah. only American bands invited to come do a performance and a concert for that. And so we've done some yeah. really cool yeah. things. Well, and the, I'm sorry. Well, I say we we don't open up for people very often, and uh, we actually opened up for Whitney Houston, and yes. that was amazing. Yeah. 2000, man, when everybody thought yeah. the computers were going to, like, take over. That was, yeah. that was yeah. in Hong Kong right. as well. That was, oh, wow. Uh, that was kind of yeah. cool. And uh, we did the Hunchback of Notre Dame. We yeah. did, like, yeah. this whole festival type of thing in New Orleans where Disney just bought out the whole city. city. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. It, it, was it was insane. Yeah. That's so, so awesome. Yeah. You guys have been together for so long, and I hate to say, but a lot of times you see bands break up along the way. What has kept you guys together? I mean, obviously you guys have a great bond with each other, but, you know, that's so rare, I feel like. You know, I think that for us, it really, at some point, we cross from just being friends to really just being family. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, my kids know those guys as Uncle Al and, you know, Uncle Tony, and it's like, it really is a family. You know, and, you know, family, you know, they say blood is thicker than water, Mm -hmm. but we really feel like we all have that same blood and we love being on the road together and and doing shows together and hanging out and, you know. Do you guys put pressure on yourselves at this point in your career to sell a certain number of albums or are you kind of like, we've made our millions, let's just make music for fun? Honestly, I think that anytime you put pressure on yourself, you end up either being very disappointed you know, or just stressed, and, yeah. and you know, we've gotten to the point now that we're making music as our living, and and that's amazing, you know, and it's fun when you can sing and and watch someone smile or see somebody kissing or you know whatever it is, whatever memory or whatever feeling they get from listening to your song and your voice, like that's amazing, and I I think you just have to get to the point. Any performer, you know, whether you're in the beginning of your career or the end of your career, where you just have fun with it. Don't take it too seriously, yeah. because if you do, you just end up disappointed. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in your guys' career that you haven't been able to do yet that you still want to do or accomplish? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Done it all. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, you know, we haven't been to South America much. I was about right. say, yeah, right. we, we haven't been there or like Russia. Or, yeah. Right. So right. there are a few, just a few places that we, I'd love to put a. A uh-huh. pin in the map. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where's the coolest place you guys have traveled? Uh, you know, every place has a special. Yeah. You yeah. know, every place is cool. Yeah. I yeah. love Japan, but yeah. then I love Australia and, and China. is wonderful. Yeah. Singapore. Singapore. Oh, oh my beautiful. God. And Malaysia. I mean, London. everywhere. <laughs> Craziest fans. I, I think America's <laughs> America's got it. Yeah. yeah. I remember though I remember we did a show in Korea and we were at the um Olympic Stadium. Oh, yeah. And so we did a lot of promotion to the army base. And so half of the people that came were Americans. And so we get our concert going, man. We've got people dancing. They're standing in the chairs dancing. We're having a good time. Next thing I know, lights come on, they stop the show, riot police come in. <sighs> And oh, they wow. line yeah. the aisles. 
And they were saying to us, like, look, you know, we don't do this here. This is, you know, dancing on chairs and, you know, and all this other stuff. Yeah. Like, no, this has to stop. You know, like, we're like, let them have fun. Like, we're, we're, this is what we do. And half the people here are Americans. Like, yeah. we have fun at this show. Yeah. I said, don't worry. You know, we're going to yeah. be good. So. And then the, finally, after a little negotiation with the promoter and the police, the police stayed. <laughs> Give yeah. them a couple of drinks. Yeah, you know, the police stayed. We finished our show, and, you know, and then everything was good. They were like, Look, we're sorry. We're not, we're not used to this. Because it yeah. used to be like, we go to Asia. Man, we're singing and sweating blood. And, you know, and at the end of the show, they'd be like... <laughs> But then in the meet and greet, the they'd be like, were like, oh, we, they oh, loved you. They're like, oh, there was the best show ever. I clapped. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. Do you feel like it's hard when you aren't getting a reaction from them? Then? Well, yeah. It really is hard. Yeah. Because yeah. you feed off of that. Right. Yeah, you know? Sure. I mean, the first thing I do in a show is I look for someone first on the left and the center and the right. I look for someone who's really having a good time to connect with them. And then what happens is when you see somebody having an amazing time, you want to have an amazing time That's too. Right. Yeah. right. And it starts to spread. But it's like when you're looking for that and all you're seeing is <laughs> everywhere. You know, it is hard. Yeah. But then after you get a chance to talk to them and you find out the culture that and it's changed a lot since. Yeah. But the culture, it used to be in the 90s that it was just very reserved, most of our Asian fans. And they were having an amazing time, but they just, you know, at the end of the song, and then they'd stop and listen. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. What are some crazy things that have happened on stage? I'm sure, like, forgetting the lyrics, tripping. There's got to be some stories oh, there. Oh, absolutely. We were at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> and they they set up fireworks. And, you know, we're only there for, you know, grad night, you know, young yeah. kids. And uh, they set up the fireworks, and you know they go, "Don't go beyond this line after this lyric or whatever." Somebody, I'm not going to name names. Jamie, <laughs> uh, he went across the line, and you know, and well, I forgot. Oh my yeah. god, I forgot. We were not, doing a song called "The Disney Bond." Now. Yeah, I, let me yes. point this out. This was Disney. Go ahead. We were doing <laughs> a song grad night. Yes, you know, kids. Well, here's the thing. It was grad night, but we were. On, I was 18. Half the graduates were set right. Yeah, yeah. okay. And they said at the end of your song, the bomb when it goes bomb, we're gonna have all these explosions. So stand back. I forgot. <laughs> oh no! And we tried to. They pull didn't. Back. No, you did. We, we <laughs> tried to save you. They were like, uh-huh. Jamie, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he had a choice word to say. Yeah, you know, started with an S and ended with a T, oh with a big O in front, like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mickey Mouse all over the Disney speakers. Oh yeah, and Mickey Mouse wasn't happy about that, <laughs> and we haven't been asked back. Oh, I wonder so. why. <laughs> You're on a list somewhere. <laughs> Oops, my bad. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, if you guys had to break into the industry today, obviously a lot's changed. You've got to be on YouTube and Vine. Yeah. How do you think you would approach it? I think that's the first thing you have to do, yeah. you know. Um, I've actually, um, when I'm not singing with, with the group, I do a lot of production and develop artists. And it's like, you know, first we, we focus on getting great songs and great records. And then, of course, the next thing is the social media part. Because now, even with the labels, they don't they don't even want to take a meeting with you if your socials aren't where they need to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they want you to come in with an audience and come in with hit songs. So you kind of have to do all the work now for the labels right? and come in ready to roll. So I, I think if, you know, because of that experience that we have had, I think, you know, that's exactly what we would do first. Mm-hmm. And in a way, we're kind of 
doing that because now we have our own label. Yeah. And, you know, we're still doing the exact same things, trying to really grow our social media numbers, you know, because, you know, because of the World Wide Web, you could be around the world at once. Yeah. You know, right. it, it used to be like if we went to Japan, we go there for two weeks and in two weeks we would record. Oh, sorry. Christmas, Easter, Halloween, everything, any kind yeah. of program because yeah. they knew we couldn't get back there. And they would have to save that content oh, okay. to play it at the holidays. But now it's like, hey, we want to do an Easter thing. I'm like, all right, guys, come on over. We're gonna we're gonna go over to AfterBuzz and just record this real quickly for the world. Yeah, uh-huh. you know. So it's like things have changed. You right. Know? Um, Interesting. Do you have advice for new artists starting out? Always, always. You know, yeah. the first is persistence. Yeah. And, and and realizing that the word no is only a word. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. a gun. It's not a bat. Right. You know, it's not a knife. It's just a word. And you're going to hear it a lot, more than your name. But if you're persistent, if you really love what you do, and, and of course, you have to have great music. It starts yeah. there. Right. You have to have something that people are going to hear and love. And, and there's no formula. I can't tell you how to make that. I can only tell you to be true to yourself, to really, really work at your craft, to be the best that you can be. And to do your best, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and then go from there. And if you do make it, the one advice we got from Magic Johnson, hold on to your money. <laughs> yes. I like that. That's it. Arsenio Hall show, that yeah. was our first show. That yes. was exactly what he said to He goes, hey, guys, you guys are great. Hold on to your money. All right, That's Magic. smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're like, yes, sir. <laughs> so you said that we always wrap up our interviews asking everybody best and worst advice you've been given in your career. Ooh. Um, I'd say the Best, I remember we did um, the show with Patti LaBelle. Mm. And I remember her, you know, because she's like, especially, you know, being a black man growing up in a black family, <laughs> yeah. you know, she's like that aunt, you know, from the South. Like, baby, <laughs> now listen, you know. And she's like, you know, you're going to notice that people are going to tell you that you've changed. But if you just really work on being who you are, you'll notice that it's not you who's changing, it's them changing thinking they have to treat you differently you just focus on who you are and you stay that that's it and i'll never forget her saying that um worst advice trust us i think that's the (laughs) (laughs) yeah a couple of those labels Mm. we got your back just trust us Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) not good no (laughs) well on that note (laughs) thanks for coming in guys thanks for having us on itunes now yes Yes. Awesome. Yes, the album is on iTunes, um, Amazon, Pledge. It's everywhere. Buy it. So go Please. get it. And you want to go ahead and plug your socials? Yes. You can hit us on... Uh, Social Security. We're yes. Five, two, eight, no. Facebook, we are at All For One Page. Twitter, we're at all underscore the number four. Always the number four. Underscore one. And um, Instagram is All For One Music. Awesome. Thanks again. Heather, where can we find you? You You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all the above, at Heather Joy Smith. And you can find me at Jason Eichler, and you can find AfterBuzz TV and all those things at AfterBuzz TV. We will see you guys back in here next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.